Blondes with glasses, they can't sing. Blondes with glasses, let's do this podcast thing. Hey, Shannon. Hi, Becca. Oh, boy. It is Saturday. It is Saturday. (laughs) Why do we always say garbage stuff at the start of this? I don't know. I take any momentum we would have had in the first half second of saying hi to each other, and I just squash it with my nonsense. (laughs) Uh, You know what? It's one of the reasons I keep you around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. You know, this is a beautiful constant in my life, because Mm -hmm. as joyful as I'm sure our listeners would have been for me four weeks ago when I announced that I got a job, yep. I think they'll be just as depressed when I tell them that I got <laughs> fired on Thursday. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. Well, we knew something bad was going to happen, right? It, it, it was going job. too well for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, had been, I got legalized here, and then you got a job, and then I got a job, so something, the other shoe had to drop. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry it was you. It was... What a dumbass... Oh, my God. No. Yeah, it was it's, just, like, a real sketchy situation and definitely a lot of lies <laughs> involved. And I know literally no one will believe me that I'm not incompetent. <laughs> like, I feel like anytime anyone gets fired, part of you is like, well, I guess, you know, they're not too... They're not too good at whatever that job was. Yeah. I, I'm really, I'm really telling you. <laughs> it, was, it was a really weird, well, really you know weird what? job. The listeners may not believe you, but I believe you. Yes. And that's all that matters, I think. True. True. Although we do want the listeners to believe you as well. Because yeah. we love you. <laughs> and we value your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a, oh, I had something to say about it, about your job. Or lack thereof. No. (laughs) It's gone. (laughs) It's gone. Never Um, mind. We'll be able to record at different times of the week now. It's true. Actually, maybe it's a blessing in disguise because I'm done with school, grad school, over Mm -hmm. for me. You're done with work now. (laughs) (laughs) And we can go back to our lazy schedules of just waking up when we feel like and recording whenever we want. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And... And doing, having lots of time to do homework. Because can I tell you how much homework I did for this podcast today? <laughs> oh, that's good, because I didn't do a whole lot. I did so much homework. Hours of homework. Wow. And then, you, then I got a text from you like, oh, can't record right now. <laughs> it's like, oh. Because as we know, my brain is Swiss cheese, and I've now forgotten everything. I you didn't write it all down? No, I did write it down. <laughs> I did. By the grace of God, I did. Because <laughs> well, we both kept pushing it off. I, I started off by saying, oh, I'm, it's too early in the morning. Let's mm-hmm. do it in a few hours. And then mm-hmm. when I was ready, you said, give me another hour. And mm-hmm. then at that point, I sort of ran out of time and I had to mm-hmm. go I had to go somewhere. To be clear, I needed another hour because I was doing homework. <laughs> True. <laughs> also, we should have started the podcast with this. I saw Civil War today. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I was scrolling back through my text to be like, what did exactly Shannon say about this topic? And then I scrolled up and you were like, 
just got out of Civil War. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> because Shannon is in Ireland. And apparently, like, I remember last year, at this exact time, I was mm-hmm. in Ireland visiting you. And we yes. saw Avengers a week early. Yes. Which I clearly picked the wrong year to visit you. Because who cares yes. about the Avengers <laughs> when I could see <laughs> Captain America a week early? Wow. Was that really only a year ago? It seems like... Yeah. I've lived so much of a life since it's then. It's crazy because I have that, you know, I have that three-year journal where it's like a line a day for oh, three yeah. years. And so every day when I write my line that day, I look back and read a year ago that day, what did I do? And right oh. now I'm in Ireland a year ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> like we just, the, the last entry was we got soaked on a ferry to the Aran oh. Islands. I... I think both me and our listeners remember that very well because <laughs> we, after that, we got really drunk and recorded two podcasts in a row. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what happy memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm not going to spoil anything about Civil War for you or the listeners because I can feel you give very... Us, can you give us a thumbs up, a thumbs down, anything? I can give you two thumbs up. Awesome. Hitchhiker thumbs, no less. Woo woo. Okay. Look how far back they go. That's... Look at that. Okay. Is it gross? Yeah. Look look into the face of those thumbs. They're so gross. Yeah, sorry listeners, you can't tell, but my hitchhiker thumbs are like... I feel like mine goes back kind of... Like, not nearly that far, but like... Like, I could balance... I I could balance a book on that. Look at that. It's like perpendicular to my The more I look at it, the more horrifying it is. (laughs) I'm glad this is not a visual medium. (laughs) I remember when I did that vlog with Laura, and every time we had to make sure that we weren't wearing an outfit we'd worn in a previous video, it was really stressful. I think this is the way to go. (laughs) This is the way to go because they can't see... Actually, I'm wearing pretty cool clothes today. I'm not in my pajamas for the first time. I wore my nice... My nice shirt today. Oh, you know? yeah, with the I leather wore, patches. I wore my uncomfortable skinny jeans because I was like, I'm going out. Oh. Yeah. And you have your, your Susie Orman hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes, listener. I didn't put... You're just all missing out. When you're picturing Becca, you're like, I just... I, I hear their voices all the time, and I wonder, what do they look like? I know they're blonde with glasses, but now that I'm thinking about it, one of them is a tiny Susie Orman. <laughs> And the other is a taller version of her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. Well, we've gotten really off topic. (laughs) That's that's what we do the first few minutes. It's just for us. That's true. This one might have gone on a little bit longer than it intended. But I will say... Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But definitely my spirits have lifted because of Civil War. Because I was so apathetic after last year's attempt yeah. with Joss Whedon and this time I was just, I just went in loved it left loved it like mm. had lots to think about and say and I can't wait for everybody else to catch Good. up so we can all talk about it yeah that's mm-hmm. that sounds nice yeah so speaking of being on the inside what? <laughs> by, <laughs> by being in a country where I get to see a movie a week earlier than everybody else uh-huh I'm gonna let's, just I'm gonna sit back and let you connect these threads, please. Please continue. Let, let's talk about politics. Come on. <laughs> Did that 
an hour. Wait, let me Could, try again. Aren't there, like, political undertones in Captain America at all? Oh, sure. Actually, that's the way obvious answer. <laughs> Ooh, that was, yeah, that's the way to go. Definitely. My glass is fogged up. <laughs> See, <clears throat> I feel like this week is going to sound different to listeners because we're recording at such a different hour, so it's it's almost bedtime for me, so I'm getting a little loopy. That's I'm true. Not... What is it, like 11.30 there? It is 11.30 here right now. So I'm not quite at my sharpest. (laughs) I'm so sorry, but this is so late. Yeah, no, it's fine. So I pitched this topic to you. It was just politics on TV because the... God, I don't even want to talk about it. This is going so well. (laughs) Okay, I just got really depressed because... The election, primary election, was in Pennsylvania this week, and it was just, like, the saddest, because my dad couldn't vote, Laura, my stepmom couldn't vote, I couldn't vote. Wait, why couldn't they vote? Just, they didn't have the time? They're both independents. Independents can't vote in Pennsylvania primaries. So, so it's just... They couldn't switch to to one of them? You'd have to re-register, and they don't. They both are independents. So, once, once you register as one, you're there for life? No, you can re-register. My dad used to be a, a oh. of a different party, but okay. you have to go and re-register just so for the primary. He, right. So he's just going to acknowledge... Well, because that's the only reason why you register in the first place, is to vote in a primary. Yeah. So, but he's just he's just accepting the fact that he'll never vote in a primary? He used to be able to, because he used to be in a party, but now he's independent, so he can't right, anymore. Because right. right. he that's changed... What I'm no, he changed because of political beliefs. He doesn't want to be in the party. I don't he want to out him <laughs> in, for whichever party he was in. But he's a party. <laughs> he's, he's a Catholic white man from western, from like suburbs. Eastern Pennsylvania. Excuse you. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so back on topic for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We, so I feel like we're living in the darkest timeline with 20, 2016 at the moment because it's really letting me down. So I think it'll, it'll come around, honestly. It might. I think it's going to pick up. But I think it'll course correct. I hope so. Oh, God. So TV has been bad. I don't know. I haven't watched mm. many movies yet this year. But politics have also been really bad. No matter which side of the aisle you're on, everybody is sort of like, ugh, over it, slash done slash doesn't want to hear it or see any more political posts on Facebook anymore. So I was like, oh yeah, let's talk about politics on TV because are we living in the darkest timeline political wise? <laughs> because I think we're in the most immature timeline. I think the the bar for, for discourse has been lowered so mm. much that it's baffling. Like the idea that people could say that sort of stuff out loud and continue on Yes. It is unprecedented, you know? Yes. And it's, it's, yeah, and it's more, it's, to me, it's just more baffling than anything. I think well, most, most, most people are just taken aback by it. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's getting depressing for sure, mm-hmm. but it's just so, it's shocking more than anything in my mind. Um, that, that like Carly Fiorina can just get up and sing like creepy song, you know, and like, like. I didn't hear that. <laughs> You didn't see that? No. Sometimes so Cruz, I love being a continent away. <laughs> Cruz picked, which is crazy, which is just bananas. Cruz picked a running mate, which is Carly Fiorina, mm-hmm. which is 
also bananas. Like, it's all bananas. Like, he's losing and he's picking a running mate. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then she gets on the stage and she starts singing this creepy song she made up on the top of her head about how she likes hanging out with his kids on the bus. Oh. And it's just... It sounds like a train wreck. And it's, like, just the idea that she got up there and was felt like that was an appropriate thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and had no concept that maybe this won't play well. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> before it was so it was so every single thing was vetted and what you said you know mm. mattered because if you said one wrong thing you're out and now yeah. you do weird ass shit constantly and nobody cares anymore okay well this is a really serious question actually do you think that like we've that we've been slowly getting to this point because of reality television and its effect mm. on us as a culture because it seems like we're watching a reality show, in my opinion. Like, when I read the news, sometimes I'm like, this isn't real. I mean, it <laughs> There's a producer behind this. Yeah, I mean, it partially is a reaction to to that, like, vetting process, to that point where people were so, you know, held back by that, that people started to see that because, mm. yeah, because I think reality shows became a thing, and they, they started to want to see... They said they wanted people to be more real. So then people gave them this idea of realism that mm-hmm. it's not real, like reality shows. They're not real, but people like to think that they are. Like when they say Trump tells it like it is, like people like the idea of these are real people saying real speaking things, speaking off the cuff, speaking yeah. off the cuff these truths. But it in it's just it's just as like manicured. It's just as formulated as as scripted, you know, a mm-hmm. scripted show and a reality show, you know, there's not a lot of difference anymore. And the same with the politicians, but it gives you the, the feeling that it's more real. And so, yeah, yeah. I think it does. I think it has evolved along with, te- with television and with our pop culture tastes and what, and our, our, you know, sort of abstract idea of what we want reality to look like. Mm-hmm. It is it is so interesting too because the the lines also get blurred when like Sarah Palin goes on SNL and interacts with Tina Fey mm-hmm. as Sarah Palin and like Hillary Clinton has already done it this year and yeah and, Trump hosted SNL like hosted an entire oh evening of SNL this year and it was yes. awful it was <laughs> awful oh uh, okay so let's switch from real life politics and that sort of stuff to. I want to talk about Samantha B. Yeah. Because this isn't, we're, we're not yet at the actual, like, politics on TV thing, but I think we should just give a little shout out to Samantha B. her television show, Full Frontal, with Samantha B. on mm-hmm. TBS, because it, she is killing it every week. Yeah. And I just look forward to watching that show so much. Mm-hmm. And I Did- never would have heard about it if it hadn't been for you. I'm Aww. so thankful. Yeah. Well, she, she, that's on my, I have a little section that says shows to digest politics. Oh, perfect. Talk about all of them, please. It's basically, it's not a lot anymore because they start to repeat themselves. You know, they Mm -hmm. start to tell the same joke. They show the same clips, you know. But, like, I, for me, must-see TV last week tonight with John Oliver, Bill Frontal, and then maybe clips from The Daily Show. You don't need to watch the whole episode. But there are occasionally really great pieces from the Daily Show, 
And then maybe some clips from Colbert's show where he talks about politics, because he still, he still has some good bits there. But honestly, if you could only had time for two a week, full frontal, last week tonight, they do a recap of what happened in politics that week, and then they do an in-depth story mm-hmm. that is amazing and informative and hilarious. Yes. Because honestly, if you... I, I read I read news articles, but getting your news not from a comedian is depressing as hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of it's one of those things where if you don't laugh, you're gonna cry because it is horrifying what's happening. And yeah. so, if I were to just get my news from the news, I would be so sad as a person. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It 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 is really really it can be really hard to digest. It, especially on like a daily basis. That's why I think I love Last Week Tonight and Full Frontal so much is because it boils it all down. Mm-hmm. You can tell that, especially with John Oliver, that they pick a topic that's not necessarily something that's in everybody's face already. Like mm-hmm. last week they talked about Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico. Mm-hmm. which I had I had no idea about. And now I feel very like conscious of Puerto Rico all of a sudden. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my friend Arnaldo, who's from Puerto Rico, he, every so often, he'd, he'd, he'd make some joke offhand. He goes, yeah, I'm never going back there because everyone, everyone I know is leaving because the economy is so horrible. You know, they're raising the sales tax and all that stuff. And, but I never really knew much about it. And then last week tonight, it Mm -hmm. explained why and how that happened and how, how messed up it is. And they got Lin-Manuel Miranda to be in it yeah. as well. And, like, he's the hottest guy in town, so yeah. you know it's good. Um, and that bit that Samantha B did on her show recently about the, the NRA mascot? Yes. I <laughs> Eddie, just... Eddie the, no, not Eddie Lee. That was the movie. <laughs> he's, the eagle. he's an eagle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what his name is either, but what brilliant, brilliant, mm. beautiful satire. I mean, I am such a sucker for well-executed satire. I mean, that's yeah. why I love the Colbert Report. Mm-hmm. For ten years, you know. Oh, I, speaking of Colbert, did you hear uh, Twitter news that you probably did not hear? Actually, is <laughs> Heaven from um, uh, another another round. another round podcast is going to be a writer for Colbert? Wow, that's awesome! She's always talking about how much she loves him. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. I saw that on Twitter the other day and thought I should share with you. Well, that's and the good. listeners. Yeah, he definitely needs. More diversity. Yeah. <laughs> so let's transition to uh, fictional politics on TV. Mm-hmm. Because that's mainly what I wanted to focus on. And what I did a lot of homework on today. Because <laughs> you've seen every episode of The West Wing. Yes. And I have not. I stopped mm-hmm. at a certain point. As my good friend Perry can attest to. I had the box set collection mm-hmm. of DVDs of the West Wing that are like in I little remember. files. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gets me all hot and bothered just thinking about it. Wow. Okay, so when you think back to that show, you think 100% still love it, still holds up? Yes. Okay. Without a doubt. And, uh,. Especially now, like, it, every, I go through cycles with it where I'll watch a couple episodes here and there over the year. I always watch some at Thanksgiving, there are certain episodes. Um, but more recently, they there's a new podcast called The West Wing Weekly with mm-hmm. um, Krishi K. Sherway from Song Exploder and Joshua Molina, who oh, played wow. Will, 
and they are doing a week by week, like episode by episode hmm. where they just, they both watch the episode and then they talk about it. And it is so great because they've already, they're only like six episodes in and they've already had uh, Dulé Hill as a guest. And I think Janelle Maloney, I haven't watched the new episode or listened to the new episode yet, but the Dulé Hill episode is number three. I would recommend everybody listen to that one if you ever watched The West Wing. And it's also, if you haven't watched The West Wing, a great way to start and you have a little companion mm. to go with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But ever since I started listening to that podcast, I was like, ooh, maybe I should go back and watch The West Wing. <laughs> but I'd be watching it at such a slow rate because they're only going week by week and I would want to watch like five episodes a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but still, that show holds up in my eyes immensely like I I I love that show and it did have some problems you know like mm-hmm. Aaron Sorkin left a couple seasons in but Jimmy Smith's came in and it, it turned into sort of a political campaign drama rather than in the White House drama mm-hmm. and I I still love that storyline but overall I would give that show an A Mm. any day yeah because when I started writing down my list of of political shows um Mm -hmm. I ended up sort of categorizing them as to you know what was what was their view of politics Mm -hmm. and to me that was that was under the idealistic category definitely it was very you know high hopes and government is can be used for good and it to me the the only other show that really fit into that was Parks and Rec in terms of yeah. an idealistic view of, of the government and get and, on and your feet yeah <laughs> but at the same time Parks and Rec could be quite cynical about politics you know ultimately mm. it was positive and idealistic but then it also had Jeremy Jam and Deckhart yeah. and and all of these councilmen who were uh, wildly incompetent and it, really, you know like that's a really of racist thing. one yeah yeah you know it was just yeah but I yeah it was it was definitely like it was idealistic it was it was um what's that when you you're trying to get there you know what's the term forward thinking elevated no. we're all like hoping together to get there someday that sounds like a good good enough way of saying it. <laughs> Hopeful? No, no. You said hoping to get there. Uh, Whatever. All right. Listeners, get ready. Buckle up. We're going to spend the next... Shout us on Twitter, please. We're going to spend the next 20 minutes trying to figure out what Becca is trying yeah. to say. Um, um, so so those are the only two on the hopeful Yeah, list. pretty much. Is other the than, other... like, movies that have, like... Mm. Then there's a whole other category for, like, movies where commanders in chief are the are badasses. Air Force know, One. Air Force One. Independence Day. You know, oh, like those God. sorts of movies. I just watched Air Force One over Christmas with Kyle, and it was so good. <laughs> I think I watched it twice at Christmas, actually. <laughs> I think I caught some of it on TV, and I was like, that's good. And then when I saw Kyle, I was like, let's watch Air Force One. <laughs> oh, it's so, so good. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that movie's a lot more... a lot a lot more movies would fit into that category because it's mm-hmm. easy. It's not easy to sustain that feeling over the course of a TV series. It's mm-hmm. much easier to sustain the House of Cards vibe right. or the Scandal vibe, where it's like everything is terrible. Yeah, we're holding we're holding on to Washington by the skin of our teeth, sort of thing. And everybody is a corrupt 
horrible, murdering mm-hmm. asshole, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But who also managed to get a lot of stuff done, you know? <laughs> like, who yeah. accomplished a lot. It's a very interesting dynamic that House of Cards especially is playing, which I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with. <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah, you have to be able to root for somebody in some way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's hard when... when because I think, I don't really watch Veep. Like, I have watched a lot of Veep, but I have not, I don't currently watch it. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the sort of line. Because Veep, the reason Veep I can't watch... Veep is a watch... different category to me. Oh, really? I was mm-hmm. going to say, okay. Veep, for me, is really depressing. Like, I, I do <laughs> not enjoy watching Veep. <laughs> because it is too close to home. Like, I feel like that is actually what Washington is like. The name of my category for it is Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> that and the show Alpha House, which is another comedy about senators. Oh, you, did me, you recommend that to me? Yes. Yes, and I have watched it. And I would put those, Veep and Alpha House, those mm-hmm. are in the same category to me, and I think they are the close. sadly, they are the closest to how Washington works and how politics in America operate. It's mm-hmm. largely incompetent people out for self-gain, <laughs> that's about a- it and end of sentence <laughs> you know and it's, yeah. it's run by by lobbyists and that's about it principles yeah. don't really come into play unfortunately that's one of the reasons i don't enjoy veep which it's just like it isn't as funny to me i think as like parks and rec because i think parks and rec is also accurate from like a local government standpoint because my dad did work in local government mm-hmm. and i see that reflected very much so in that show but they always somehow found a way to be very light about it, like, mm-hmm. a- and hopeful. So right. although it is accurate, it, it does have a spin to it. And I think mm-hmm. with Veep, it's just like, yeah. I just, I create, it's cringy to me. Mm. And I'd rather not <laughs> in mm-hmm. the end, you know? So um, one more, I think that we should put in the sort of hopeful, uplifting, maybe category is commander in chief. Yeah, see, I was wondering, because I hadn't, I haven't seen that since it aired, and I think Mm -hmm. I was in, like, high school. Yeah. Um, And I couldn't, I remember there was a lot of soapy elements that didn't belong that threw off the whole show. Yeah. But I do, I do agree, I think ultimately it was hopeful. It It was kind of cynical, too, because it was, she had so much opposition, purely because she was a woman. And I think that's pretty accurate, but also a little cynical. I, as part of my homework, rewatched the pilot episode today, and I loved it. Like, (laughs) as a standalone movie, it rocked. Like, I think everybody should just... Gina Davis as the president. Like, how do you get better than that? It's so good. Like, I, I, honestly, if you haven't seen the show, I think maybe take, just take a gander, go watch the first Mm -hmm. episode of Commander-in-Chief. If you ever did watch the show, or if you are a lady... I think you should go watch that first episode because I, like, Gina Davis is amazing, hands down. Like, I want her to be the actual president. Yeah, yeah. But it's only, it's not only, it's just so interesting because not only is she, like, the first female president, she is also the first independent president. Like, there's a lot in play. And, like, her husband is her campaign manager, or not campaign, like, her, what's this, chief of staff. And so she has to fire him when she becomes the president because it can't look like he is pulling oh, the yeah. strings behind. Oh, yeah. So I 
just I would recommend going to watch that episode just as a rewatch sort of thing because I I really enjoyed it and Donald Sutherland is the bad guy. Yeah, and that's right. He's the speaker of the house, right? Yeah, and he turns off her teleprompter at the State of the Union. Oh, just like in Veep. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one that I did with my homework today was a show I knew when I picked this topic I was like I know if I don't mention this I'm gonna get an angry text from Perry next week (laughs) because I remembered her in college talking about a show called Jack and Bobby and vaguely knowing it was about politics and so I looked it up and I watched the pilot of that today as well and it's co-created by Greg Berlanti our best friend (laughs) our best friend no he's not our best friend (laughs) yeah It's the guy who does Flash and the Arrow. Yeah. So, no. I don't have a lot of positive feelings towards this guy. Uh, Anyway, it's a show that was on. I watched the the episode version of the episode that I watched today was it had the WB logo in the corner of the screen. It was amazing. I felt like it was in the past, but it only aired for one season, which is unfortunate because I feel like I'm going to watch the whole thing and get to the end and be really upset, just like I did with Pushing Daisies. Like, I'm going to be late to the party about being upset about this. (laughs) But it's set in 2049, and it's Hmm. a faux documentary about a president. Huh. And President McAllister. And so they're doing, like, little talking head interviews with, like, his Secretary of State and blah, blah, blah. And all these people, and as they're talking, you're seeing flashback to present day, the kid that com- becomes the president. Oh. It's such an so interesting... So, what is that, the early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah, wow. 2004, I think. I think. Interesting. It's very interesting, because it's like, you know, they're talking about, like, was he always this way? And you see, reflected as a kid, like maybe he wasn't or maybe he was and like him meeting in the first episode you already see that like he knew his number one advisor when he was a kid and all this stuff and i it also has i was looking through the imdb for it and it has everybody in it like john slattery from mad men and bradley cooper and kate mara and logan lerman and adina porter is in an episode (laughs) so i I'm very excited to watch more of it because that also I think is going to be sort of like a hopeful one because especially the, the documentary part of it is definitely hopeful. And it has a lot of Friday night light, Friday night lights vibes to it because it's sort of set in, you know, high school and Mm -hmm. the high school politics of it. So I think it's going to be a nice little mashup for me that I will very much enjoy. Hmm. I'm excited. Interesting. Yeah. That sounds cool. I did. And then you watched the Danish one, right? I That was my last bit of homework, was I watched the first episode of Borgen, which I had been meaning to watch because it has, uh, one of the stars of it was a woman I saw in London in a theater production, mm-hmm. and she was fantastic. And so I was like, oh, what has she done? And the number one thing on her bio, everybody writes, is Borgen. And so... I, Borgen is definitely the Danish house of cards, like without a doubt. Mm. <laughs> the first episode, there's this, like, this moment happens, and I was like, oh no, he's dead. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> so I knew I was in for a very dramatic sort of thing. But it's very similar also to Commander-in-Chief because it's about Brigitte Nyborg. Nyborg? Say it Danishly for me. Uh, <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> Close enough. You just, you pronounce the first letter and then you mumble. That's okay, what I learned. Well, that sounds right. But it's anyway, so it's about her becoming the first female prime minister of Denmark and sort of the wheelings and dealings that happen behind the scenes. And, Mm -hmm. but it also covers like the woman that I was watching it for. She's the, um, she's like a journalist that's also covering the election and everything. So you're seeing it from different perspectives. It's, it was very good. You do have to read subtitles for most of it, but (laughs) But, and it only ran for three, four seasons, I think. So I will probably watch more of that one, but it also is that House of Cards vibe. Yeah. So I would, I would have, to, I know I might not make it to the end because yeah. I didn't make it to the end of House of Cards either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. There's only so much of that you could take, you know, mm-hmm. of, of just grim sort yeah. of. Dirt. I stopped watching Scandal too, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> I could not. Handle scandal. <laughs> Did you watch any of it? Yeah, yeah, you remember. Okay. You got me really into it senior year. I watched the first two and a half seasons or something. Yeah, you were obsessed with it senior year. And you God. had me watch some episode in the middle of, like, the first season on Netflix in the theater. In that, that room where you draw stuff. The drafting room? Yes. yes. Do you remember this at all? No. <laughs> no. Okay. And I was, like, was great. Now, I was like, now you got me hooked. And then I watched the whole first, like, two seasons of it. Because mm-hmm. it's one of those shows where every episode ended with a cliffhanger. So then, and then That's Netflix true. just started automatically playing the next one. You're like, well, I gotta know what happened. <laughs> and then at a certain point, you're like, oh, wait a second. Like, I hate all of these people. Yeah, 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 garbage, and, like, <laughs> everything they've been telling us about this is a lie, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. that the president is a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the biggest, that was the biggest thing where I was like, I, I can't constantly be disagreeing with the premise of a show, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I can't, I can't just constantly be thinking, like, you're telling me to believe this thing that I just physically can't. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like when a show tries to redeem a villain or something, that you're just like, no, no, nope. <laughs> I'm never gonna be over it. So, don't tell me that everyone else is like, because I don't believe you. Yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Any other ones on your list of accurate or anything? Mm-mm. Yeah. Really? No. That's the that's only other list. one that I saw popping up when I was sort of researching was Political Animals, which I had never. Oh, I think never Sigourney. Seen that. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver might have been mm-hmm. in that. But... Yeah, and Sebastian Stan. <gasps> oh, ew. <laughs> oh, now you're going to watch it. <laughs> no. Oh, actually, Civil Sebastian War, Stan, that reminds me. There was mm-hmm. a show. It was very short-lived. I think it was only a season. I loved it. It was called Kings. Kings. Yes. Mm-hmm. I never watched it. Fantastic. But I know everybody loved it. Because it was like based on the Bible, but set in this sort of present day I it was just really aesthetically Which pretty part cool. of the bible was it based on <laughs> I do not remember so, it was something about kings kings I feel like he's king oh, David kings. that makes sense okay it, wait it, does that mean anything to you king David because it doesn't mean anything to me in the bible. yeah that makes <laughs> that that means something to me yes. yeah okay so that's what it was about <laughs> yeah it was 
was great. Um, I mean, the main character was very white bread, boring, you know, sort of milk toasty guy. But yeah, I, I yeah, and um, famous mm. British Ian McShane is that his name? The guy that was in the Hercules movie with. Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> That's Ian McShane. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was he was like like the king. Um yeah, cool. Sebastian Sam was playing a gay guy. And, oh uh, now I will watch it. <laughs> a lot of butterflies around. I don't remember. I, much I remember but... I remember the butterflies from the advertising campaign for sure, because they it's, used to play ads for it during the like the movie trailers. It's very frustrating that there's only one season that because I thought it really was promising, and it just sort that of got lost in the shuffle. It's definitely how I feel about Commander-in-Chief and Wolf Hall. Mm-hmm. Or not Wolf Hall, sorry. Jack and Bobby. Mm-hmm. But I, I wonder, do you think there's, like, a reason that political dramas tend to be so, like, scandal-esque and mm-hmm. House of Cards-esque? Do you think that we have, like, because... Because we don't seems trust terrible. politicians, and so yeah, if they're portrayed as trustworthy, we don't we don't like it. <laughs> we like we like to think that like like our politicians aren't that bad at least. Yeah, or like at least with House of Cards, they're like all extremely intelligent and highly competent. You know, That's true. <laughs> and there's something appealing about that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. This is sort of back on track, but uh, you know when when. Uh, John Stewart left The Daily Show. A lot of pieces were written about him, and, and the reoccurring theme was, thank you, John Stewart, for giving us all bullshit detectors and for, you know, seeing through the bullshit of, of the news and what politicians say and things like that. And I think that is another huge part of, in addition to reality shows and all that stuff, it's another huge part of this cultural shift that we're experiencing and how we perceive politicians. And that wraps up our political episode. <laughs> yes, I feel like what a mess. I feel like it really, really reflected the political climate that we are yes, now in, where yes. it's just nobody, when asked a question, you know, in like a debate or whatever, nobody answers the question they're asked. Right. <laughs> People go off on tangents, uh, <laughs> maybe about themselves and their homey, like home sort of upbringing like (laughs) neither of us sang a song i sang a song actually that's perfect (laughs) we're i feel like we're ready for the election yeah so bring it on america bring it on yeah and let's just hope the people that come out to primaries are a different set of people or just a subset of people who actually come out to general elections what do you mean what (laughs) i think a lot more people come out to general elections than primary elections okay I think primaries are not necessarily indicative of who can win a general election. Yes. For all of our listeners who are not Americans, mm-hmm. please do not judge all of us based and don't, on... Don't try and understand the Electoral College because nobody in America I, understands it. Nope. <laughs> I mean, that was a great bit. This, this season of Veep, the last season ended with her um, in the election between her and her opponent and they tied. And then uh, <laughs> it was like just tie after tie or something and all the they went through all these steps and it was like everyone was just scrambling to learn how the electoral college worked and how like what happens in, in, in case of a tie and what happens if this happens and you know and sort of a thing like nobody had any idea you know because nobody understands the electoral college and yeah. our insane myriad of rules involved yes. in 
being elected president. It is insane. I will say that. And the amount of times I've had to try and explain it to people <laughs> in my in my course here in Ireland is just like yeah. too many to name. I <laughs> have had to just roll my eyes so many times at the antics I'm seeing on Twitter and the news and everything. So please give us Americans some slack because we're all just trying to slog through this to get yeah. to November, just yeah. like everybody else. Uh, so do you have a recommendation for me this week? Besides Kings, obviously. Two. <laughs> oh, three then because of Kings. Well, I actually, I have, I have three, but I'm going to save one of them for next week. Cause who okay. knows if I'll have seen something new next week. Um, cool. But cause yesterday you know, I had my first day off since uh, being newly unemployed. So oh. I said, let's go do a double feature at the movies. And Lovely. And I saw yes. two comedies because I was like, that's what I need. I don't need to see a crazy drama about um, surveillance state and drones. Um, I will see that eventually. Don't worry, Jules. Um, I'll see I in the Sky. I heard with it's Colin Mirren. Yep. Yeah. But I needed a comedy. I needed two comedies. Honestly, it was a two comedy <laughs> kind of day. <laughs> um, so I started off by seeing The Boss, Melissa McCarthy's latest movie, mm -hmm. which was thoroughly enjoyable, I have to say. I mean, to me, it was just as funny as The Heat, um, yeah. and I think funnier than Sisters, I would say, even. Um, it's just like a, it's a Melissa McCarthy movie. It's, she's mm -hmm. hilarious. Kristen Bell is her. really funny. It's, it's literally all about women. It is about her, it's about Kristen Bell, it's, she takes this, like, troop of girls from the brownies and makes her own thing, and it's just about those girls and empowering them to, like, save for college, and, and her, and her, her mentor, who's played by Kathy Bates at one point, like, there's so many Aww. great cameos in this movie, and it's just, it's genuinely hilarious, and also completely driven by women. Awesome. So, I'm yeah. Very looking forward to that I one. recommend it. And then I saw... Keanu, and it was so interesting, the difference in the trailers that were shown for each movie, oh. which you would think they're both comedies, they're both, like, R-rated comedies, they would be pretty much exactly the same, and there were definitely some overlap, but the Keanu, which is the Key and Peele movie, mm -hmm. um, there, there were, like, three mo horror movie trailers in there. Hmm. And one for a Tyler Perry movie, which was not previewed in The Boss. <laughs> and it's just like, and then, yeah, another, like, thriller. But it was, yeah, it was just very interesting how much more racialized, I feel like, the choices were for that movie. Um, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was, it was hilarious. Thoroughly delightful. Another, mm -hmm. another great, uh, another very enjoyable movie. It's just a classic, like, buddy movie these two guys getting in over their heads, you know, with action. With and cat. that cat is the cutest cat I've ever seen in my life. And there are so many close-up shots of the cutest cat's face. Just, oh my god. You can just go to it to that for that. Like, that I cat will. is oh, a yes. star. <laughs> and they just, they play it so perfectly. Oh my god. It's just, it, it's really funny. I think it, that's another one of those, like... If you have people over randomly in the next, you know, 10 years or whatever, and you're like, oh, what are we going to watch? You're like, Keanu. Totally going to watch that. <laughs> so it's now gone from, like, I'm assuming Mean Girls was the last one that everybody mm -hmm. agreed to watch. So yeah, it's going to yeah. go from that to Keanu. All right. Yeah. I, I'm in for that. I'm yeah. I'm so excited. Neither of them are out here yet. So I may have succeeded with Civil War, but maybe you win <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, first of all, okay, I since you did two, I'm going to do two as well. My one is I think you've stopped watching New Girl. Is that right? Yeah, a couple episodes ago I stopped. Okay, I I think they're killing it this season. Interesting. <laughs> I really am liking New Girl this season, and I don't know if it's because they're doing two episodes a week, which is nice. They are. Or, yeah, it's two episodes on the night that it airs in a row. Wow, what does that mean? Are they trying to burn through it? I don't know, but was it's it's been was nice. That a hiatus when when she was pregnant. I thought they kept going. No, and just had she her was off. yeah, she was in jury duty so for not her making pregnancy. up for a hiatus. No, but Maybe I started late. There was an episode last night which we watched that I don't think I've laughed that much wow. at, a com- at a comedy in so long. Wow, because I, so that was the thing, like, that I sort of stopped just because I hadn't really laughed at it in a, in a long time, uh, and the the sort of extended improv that they like to do on that show that isn't really good improv, where it's just them repeating lines in, in like, mm-hmm. and just saying it with different inflections, like, a Schmidt yeah. did that more than anything, and it, <laughs> at a certain point, it just drove me insane. I was like, that's not, you're not improving, you're not adding anything, you're just saying that line in a different tone of voice. Mm. You know? Yeah. Well, maybe this recommendation isn't for you, but it's just <laughs> since you've sort of passed on it. But I just want to say, if there are people out there that aren't watching New Girl, maybe give it a try. It is on Netflix. And stick around, because... I'm loving this season. It's so good. I mean, maybe I'll catch back up. I got a lot of free time, so. Yeah. Well, maybe give it a try. Um, But in the keeping of our political theme for this week, Mm. my other recommendation, this one is probably, I'd say 95% not for you. (laughs) Also, 100% not for Perry, because I know she would hate this show, (laughs) is uh, Wolf Hall, which I... Is, okay, so Wolf Hall was a BBC Two miniseries that won at least one Emmy, possibly more. Mm-hmm. Mark Rylance is the main character in it, my favorite actor currently living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an adaptation of Hilary Mantel's novels, Wolf Hall and Bringing Up the Bodies, which I always wanted to read, but they're huge. And so when I heard there was going to be a miniseries, I was like, yes, please. And it has Damien Lewis in it and... Claire Foy and lots of other great people, Mark Gatiss. And I, it's like a fictionalized sort of biography of Thomas Cromwell and Henry VIII. Damien Lewis plays Henry VIII. And mm-hmm. I love that miniseries so much. And I've been thinking about it a lot recently because I've been listening to the soundtrack on repeat over and over and over again while <laughs> editing my novel. <laughs> and the the music is so good from that show and it's the music is uh, very of the time. And I think either curated or composed by Mark Rylance's wife, which I think is adorable. And they met in the theater, which is even mm-hmm. more adorable. So if you're in the mood for very serious six episode miniseries, but to in also in the mood to be taught something about history, because I learned a lot from it, I would recommend Wolf Hall. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I haven't uh, heard from you for a while, so I just thought I'd uh, give you a call here or voice text and uh, give you a little update on my life. So I uh, started a 
my employee discounts buy them in mass bulk, and then I uh, actually just quit and work for one of their competitors and sell the items at a higher rate, so or for a higher price. So yeah, it's uh, it's a little it's, it's interesting. I know it's interesting. It's a little weird. Um, it's actually really weird with my coworkers because they all uh, they don't like me very much now. They're all calling me a traitor. So. <laughs> traitor. Wait, what? No. Traitor? That can't be it. Traitor. Traitor! What was the punchline? <laughs> yeah. Wait, does that make sense? He was trading? No, wait. Traitor. <laughs> trading what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, no! Please call <laughs> back sorry, and explain. It doesn't add up. <laughs> please, please. yeah. Next week, Zach's gonna come back and he's gonna explain how trader is a punchline. Trader, trader, like because trade, trader, Trading? but but trader. that's not what he was describing. <laughs> trader. Traitor. Traitor. <laughs>